0: Yaman, yeah, lawyer talk here we are off the record on the air, fresh back from Jamaica' as it turns out, so what did we miss a week of uh we missed a week of the news and uh, but we still were ahead. we had some stories or uh, some other shows in the tank, but uh back from Jamaica, ready to uh hit the round table yet again,
1: sent me photos there from Jamaica of like a gelato bar or something it was like ice cream, and you were like twenty four seven I can just sugar. There were red striped beers, big big. Buff- I'm sure there were big buffets where you were all you're inclusive, like- right? All, all inclusive, yeah. I
0: mean, whatever you wanted to eat, and and look, I have been to all inclusive resorts in Mexico before, and well, really, that's the only place I've ever been to them before. I went to Jamaica. This was all inclusive, top notch. I mean, this was you know, buffet food is buffet food, but this was top notch stuff, and then they also had restaurants that you could go to without reservation. I mean, I've been to other resorts. I remember the first time I ever went to one, you had to actually go, and I, I saw everybody running over to the concierge counter uh, as they were checking in. I had no idea why, and then I realized later what they were doing was actually making reservations for the restaurants that were on site in the resort. Otherwise, you get stuck at the buffet. Uh, this place, uh, not needed at all. I mean, you could go to the restaurants. They had some Italian. They had an Italian restaurant, and uh, it, was, it was good stuff. They had a uh, hibachi, you know, the, the Japanese steakhouse. Ching, 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 you know. ching, 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 ching. Yeah, the guys doing the show and telling oh. jokes, the whole thing. They had a... Uh, the volcano.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Down in the volcano. Yeah, they had the whole... Kids loved yeah,
0: Kids loved it. Uh, so we got the whole knife show and everything and the throwing of shrimp and everything. But then uh, they had the outside steak and fish house. I mean,
2: anyway, great food. But uh, And the people were good, you were saying, right? Man, I thought that was a good statement you had. There was a, it, the the
0: staff there are nothing but pros. I mean, they are professionals. They were, uh, you know, just above and beyond, not just to get your dollars either. I mean, they were just nice people. And uh, so I, it had a great experience in Jamaica. And uh, But no, I did have to look at the <laughs> sugar buffet going to my room. Every single time I went up, we passed this, uh, the bakery that had, uh the whole array of cakes and chocolates and you're like, ice cream. maybe just,
1: just one brownie.
0: Nope, no brownies mm. for me. Not a one. <laughs> I mean I just uh I don't know. It just I it, it, i I was tempted a few times. I was like, well if you're gonna screw up the the Mama B platform, <laughs> this would be the time. But here's what it is, man. I just didn't I didn't see an end game for it. I, I thought, all right, so you're gonna have ice cream and then what? I'm gonna want more ice cream. Oh, it wouldn't stop there. It wouldn't stop. Because you'd have been like, well, if I open the gate. Yeah, it's, its floodgates are open now. And then what? I get home? Well, a couple more weeks. Yeah, I'll start again or whatever. It, it just wouldn't have worked out. So I uh, I ended it, I or I never even started it. I never had to end it. I, I passed on all of it. But the good news is there was enough of the uh, keto-conscious folks out for us out there to eat, and uh, I, I kept it in check. So anyway, I'm back from Jamaica and here we are, you know, but there was a lot of interesting stuff that happened while I was gone as it turns out. And uh, the one thing I saw that hit when I was gone was this college scandal or the college entrance scandal. Yes. So, I mean, part of me, it's sort of like you get these people who are the presumed elite uh, buying their kids way into college and uh, paying people off. I mean, it's, it's got sort of a, I don't know, a just desserts type ring to it on the one hand. On the other hand, it fascinates me from a uh, criminal defense standpoint, too.
1: That was, I wanted to ask you questions about that because it, it, we're not, I don't, I mean, I see a little reports, I read a little things here and there, and I was not shocked. I mean, was anybody really surprised? No.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's a I mean, logical like,
1: extension of the grift that goes on anyway. So people with means were using them to get their children into schools. Imagine! I couldn't, nice. I couldn't believe it. Was, High end away. schools too, but you know they were doing different things from lying about sports. Right, uh, some mean, now some of it, it, know, some of it is downright, Now that's the downright criminal, criminal yeah. part right there. Right. So, Aunt
2: Becky, if you're out there, call Yavich and Palmer six one four two two four six one four two. We can get a pro hog vice and uh, represent you wherever you're at.
0: Happy to do it, right?
2: But you know, here's what. you...
0: you you're right, though. It's like the, you got degrees of this. On, on the one hand, you know, what do you say to the guy who's the legacy at a college and makes a call to his buddy who is now the admissions director at the college and say, hey, take a good look at my son. You know, maybe his ACT is not as high as it could be. Maybe he's got the, you know, the 3.2 instead of the 4-point uh, whatever AP grade point average. Uh, take a hard look and let him in, and then that person gets in. And then maybe with the resume he includes a hundred thousand dollar check. So I, yeah,
1: <laughs> well you know th- that's always it. If you build a wing, it's like yeah, my son goes here. I I, I built this whole part right here. I helped him build this uh, you know test results area. I, I helped a you know I I yeah. my name's I mean, on the stadium. You
0: get that? Uh, so yeah, I mean you donate a wing, your son gets to go to college or your daughter gets to go to college there. And you know I had the look around at every building at every school, it's named after
1: somebody and there was some, now sometimes that's just because now when i heard they arrested them and picked them up and and literally uh, what were they what was the charges i don't even know what they're being charged with
0: well it's going to be a conspiracy to commit insert whatever offense you want right you've got I, i'm sure they used I, I. anytime you use the mail or the wire or if you're using the, if, if you use the bank the system banks. in any way, shape, or form now, it's good. You, you've got federal jurisdiction. Uh, so you can steal, like I'm working on a, a federal case right now that, in it's, I'm not going to disclose too much because I can't, but in its most rudimentary form, it's a theft case. But the theft was really a big theft, a lot of money, and it ended up, they, they did it by wiring money various accounts. And as soon as you do that, now you've got the federal implications, whether it's money laundering, bank fraud, or, or whatever. So you can, the feds can take jurisdiction over such things, even if there's not a specific crime that says, you shall not bribe your way into college, although bribery is probably, you know... The, right, one the, of it. Yeah. And then there's the, the conspiracy... They can bring you commit- in
1: on conspiracy and then start adding to it as their investigations go through, correct Wrong? Uh,
0: well. They here's, here's how conspiracy works. If there are two or more people that have an understanding to commit crimes, so like a contract, and it doesn't have to be expressed. It can be just be—you could just be walking and step together, maybe a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. It can be a tacit agreement, not even an active one. And then you have to commit what we call overt acts, meaning— There has to be, you have to do things to actually push the conspiracy forward here. Obviously, in California, there were plenty of
2: acts, at least there are They took substantial steps.
0: And then you've got, uh, and then it just opens up the door to all sorts of stuff. So conspiracy to commit whatever, it's almost the same as committing the actual crime alone, except when you have a conspiracy, it adds to the severity in that all of the acts of the other co-conspirators become, they fall on your shoulders too. And this is like the wheel man waiting outside the bank robbery can be charged with a murder by the guy who actually went in, and you know that that that's why that sharing of criminal reliability becomes very exponential after a while so now it's sort of fascinating. I mean you get these folks and, and you said they got arrested, right so remember we were talking at this at the round table here at five one one Studio C by the way. Uh, we were talking when Stone got his indictment and he was sort of belly aching about. They sent the feds out and all their uh riot gear and all the garb and all the stuff about uh how you know they just made a they made a public show out of taking him down. Well, they did the same thing here, yeah. yeah, right? So hey Mr. Stone, guess they, what? Happened to the actresses too and the actors. So I don't know. I wonder what Macy thought, wasn't it William William Macy's William wife? Macy, yeah. Or husband yeah, wife. That's Aunt Becky, right? Uh, so, what's the show I don't even know no. uh,
1: William Macy's wife no that's that's the, 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 his different. wife She's from Shameless oh. uh, and uh, from multiple other shows we've known the actor for a long time but I, yeah. uh, I don't know she's not an actress is she? no she's
0: in like Desperate or uh, oh. Housewives or okay, well, yeah. I mean, something I, like, I don't
1: know these we the, don't know
0: I confess my <laughs> ignorance yeah, I, I, I know, know the one that was shows. like Jesse's wife there from yeah, Fuller yeah, House yeah, right, uh, and mean I know
1: the one actor because I watched Shameless and and that's a pretty good show so I I I. but there's been some
2: implications because the one is it the shameless girl jesse's wife um lifetime movie network
1: yes that was they, 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 that just, was a they just
2: chopped her contract it's
1: that kind of stuff yeah. so i mean this is a but big that, kick that's the thing right there is that whether guilty not guilty what they have done i mean they're getting hit right now right i mean it's gonna be difficult to pick up work and if and for a contract i i think i heard that she got it back I, I, I think that uh, they did cut her, and then there was, uh, then, then they caught her back, or at least maybe to finish the season. Mm. We'll have to look that up, but I, I do believe that. But even on that. If there's
2: repercussions now in there's, the public there's, eye. There's, and, there's, there's plenty yeah.
1: of repercussions going on right now for them. And I also think about the kids that are going to school. I don't believe that they probably went to their mom and dad and said, listen, you got to get me into USC. Well, and that one girl, I saw this video of
0: this one girl, and we're getting a little off where I was going, but the daughter was like, she's got this whole business anyway, being like a YouTube yeah. model for clothing and, 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 and promoting products. And she's like, well, I'm not sure I'm even going to show up. I'll have yeah. to talk to the the people about uh, what, how much I actually have to be there and blah, blah, blah. She didn't want to go. So this was really just about checking boxes. Now, this says a, a bunch to me, Bill, about, you're going to get me back on my, my soapbox, Uh-oh. but it's like- not everybody needs to go to college, right? And and I hate that our society has developed into that that, that because we all have to have this sort of this perceived equality about what we do. Um, I don't think college is a necessary stop on the way to happiness, financial success or right. otherwise. Uh, and and clearly she was she was successful anyway. So why would you go to college in this day and age? Maybe, you know, maybe you really want to get an education in a certain trade. So I mean, let, let me back up even more. You've got college where Say you've got uh, the soft sciences, I'll call it, or the soft studies. And frankly, I'm a victim or product of that. I went to college because uh, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Um, I easily could have been a carpenter or, or a contractor or something. Yep. Pretty good with my hands. Uh, and then what I do, I go and I'm a history major. Now, what the hell am I going to do with a history major? It's not training me anything, frankly, that I couldn't mm. learn on my own, probably. Right. Um, not, And I'm not discounting the experience. There was, there was a healthy experience there, but... Uh, You've got that type of degree, and then you've got, like, a scientist or geologist or mathematician. So unless I am going to learn my history degree uh, to teach, I really can't do anything other than go to law school or something else. Right, Right. or you have to go on to get a master's. Get a master's or, or go to further education, and then you get these degrees that are actually designed like accounting. You're going to go be an accountant. That makes sense to me um but now he's sort of pigeonholed everybody got to go to college everybody's getting yeah. these degrees and this girl is no different she wanted a degree yeah. or her parents wanted her to get a degree
1: that's what makes me wonder it was it more for the parents joy to say my son graduated from here even daughter graduated from here yeah and it's like and maybe at one point in time they're like well that they want to go or not if i've got to pay for it they're going to get a degree yeah they're gonna they're yeah. gonna walk through it so that I can say that they went there. Yeah, because maybe these. I mean, it sounded like in the one video that she probably was not pushing her mother to like, come on, you've got to do something. She, I'm sure that it was the mother saying, "No, you're gonna go whether you got to show up or not." That's She's like, hey, "I'm making all this money
2: from YouTube. Why would I go?"
1: I mean, you no, know, that's and
2: the bad thing is they took wow. another spot from somebody else. Well, that's we'll See, then
0: we're going to start that talking gonna about this. That was going
2: to go for a purpose of she needs a college or he or she needs a college degree for to make a living. You
0: so, know. Well, you, you start looking at you looking. This is bad for all sorts of reasons, and and we'll get to this and even in here in a bit. But it's like, yes, I mean, if if there's this perception that is in the world that everybody ought to go to college and everybody we ought to not only that if if you have trouble or you've had whatever problems in your past, we should make it even easier for you to get into college in the form of either. uh uh, affirmative action or, uh, or whatever admission standards we have, and then you get somebody like this who just turns it all on and says, all right, uh, I'll give you some affirmative action. I'll affirmatively pay somebody right. unlawfully to get your ass into college, and you get to go. And it sounded like all she wanted to do was go
1: party. So so who, who, who would be the victims of this? I mean, there's multiple when you look up to it, to the people that didn't get in that deserve to go in. The people that feel shammed. Yeah, you know what this this
0: this attacks the integrity of the entire process. When when you've got this kind of corruption going on at this level, it really the victim is it's not victimless at all. I mean, I suppose you could say this about anything because sooner or later you're you're going to find an offense that really didn't impact anybody. But uh, here, the integrity of the education pro- or system sort of is the victim, I think, and and. This mm-hmm. whole school gets
1: yeah. a, a black eye.
0: The school gets a black eye, and now there's going to be lawsuits, and now you got all sorts of stuff. But really, the victim is the person who is next in line. Like yeah. you said, Bill, it's like, all right, so you get somebody who has worked their whole life, and or their whole young adult life, that is, to go get good grades. Um, yep. Uh, study hard. Get involved in the outside activities because what do they want to do? They wanted a degree at this institution to uh, for whatever reason and they were willing to pay for it uh, or they were willing to uh, apply for scholarships or take loans to pay for it and that person didn't get to go so how do you how do you even identify who that person is right. I mean that's the that's the problem here
2: and but, then what's the harm monetarily wise that's gonna be even more difficult
0: yeah I mean you've got that you, you've got all these
1: and this this is a federal a federal case then?
0: Yeah, this has become, I believe, yeah, this is in federal yeah, it's, it's court. It's a yeah. federal This court. is in federal court. So what you've got is a situation where the federal government has come in and they're prosecuting this. And it's it's a multi-state, multi-defendant uh, conspiracy involving people who are famous, right? So, I mean, on the one hand, I just want to say, yeah, welcome to our world here. This is what we deal with every day. These are people... Uh, we deal with folks charged with crimes uh, for lesser things, for bigger things all the time. And we've talked about that here at the round table before. And uh, I think this is a good opportunity to maybe talk about what the real people experience, which is where we're going next. Right. I mean, it's sort of in the context of what these folks are dealing with. Uh, I think it's a good way to take a, a, a magnifying glass or a microscope or whatever it is and, Use it as a as an opportunity to share or discuss what it's like to be charged with a crime, because mm-hmm. everything that happens in this case, uh, these folks who have been sort of removed from the real world, I'm, I'm, I, and yeah. whom I to say I don't know them, but my, my perception of the actors and the the these these people is that they, they just have a different lifestyle than us. You know, we're going home and uh, right. to our relative anonymity. And uh these people lived in a spotlight and I think that elevates you or maybe moves you out of the normal mainstream society. So now welcome to the trenches.
2: Yeah. I mean, unlike our clients, I mean, we have you know, we obviously we handle OVIs and sometimes our clients are arrested just because they're charged, right? They're I mean, I shouldn't say arrested, sometimes they're fired from their job because just cause they're, cause they're charged. They're charged right? yeah. Not convicted yet. Now these people are living paycheck to paycheck and you know, whether that's fair or not, who knows? But these other people involved in this college thing, they're still going home. They're able to make it.
1: Well, there's a lot of people there. Some of these attorneys that are involved will be be disbarred. They will not be able to, to have their job anymore, and that is what they had. And... There's times, and you hear all the time, these people, very wealthy people, having filed bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. They're getting the money in, and it's going out as fast as it's coming in. Yeah. They believe that it's not going to stop. It's going in. They've got the right. $5 million house. They've got the garage with the Ferrari and, and the boats and everything in there. And what could happen to them when they're—because there was a couple high-dollar-paid, good you know attorneys that are in this, and people that aren't actors and actresses, just people that had money, investors— that could not be allowed to trade anymore. Yep. So yep. once you lose your license to trade, you lose your license to 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 practice law. If you'd become adjusted to a life,
2: yeah, you know, that's, that's like all, Manafort, yeah, you know, yeah. you
1: know, once you become adjusted to the ostrich jackets, and that's what you spent your money on. A lot of times, very very wealthy people have nothing set aside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and they don't have they never even pondered a life. Without the money, and I—I you know, I don't think that, at least in the the ad, like the William Macy and the, and that crew, I mean, they're they're probably still going to be fine. They're the going to be fine. This, yeah, I, I
1: wasn't worried about the actors, actresses. Right, the, they'll 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 bounce back. They'll get out of it. Sort of that
0: middle tier person whose job was, you know, they they've made a great living, you know, of a, a, a high high end living, but not like gazillion dollar living where they they can just forget about it. So. Uh, you know, I, I guess a couple things I would note about this. The first is the list of targets, and what this says, and I think this is a good way to talk about it. Uh, clearly, this has been an ongoing investigation. This wasn't a bank robbery, robbery that got foiled, right? And yeah. now everybody's just charged. So there has been snitches, or have been snitches. Federal
1: prosecutors yeah. don't indict unless they think they can win. Yes, right. And
0: they choose. They have chosen their targets here, meaning. They have cut deals clearly with some people involved or uh, entered into agreements whereby some people involved who may have been involved didn't get charged at all because they provided information. Uh, Or maybe they gathered information from just sources that knew, who weren't participants. But clearly there's an ongoing investigation. And, And the first step of anything like this is the feds or the law enforcement here, the federal government has to decide who's getting charged. And, right. who, and they, they sort of make this list of who the kingpin is, who is responsible for what. And I think this happens in, in a lot of cases of this type. There, there's this uh, understanding on the federal side or the government side about who's more responsible than, than others and, and who should take the biggest heat. And, and then usually what they do is they'll save the big targets for the splash. You know? So yeah. and, and what I have noticed, right or wrong, and most often I've thought this is somewhat unfair, the people, the famous people, are the ones they save the splash for, right? So cool. Just because
2: you're—they didn't knock on their door and say, "Hey, would you like to talk to us?" They talked to the the lower fish, right, yes, smaller yeah. fish.
0: So I'm dealing with a federal case right now, Jared. There's a the, the quote kingpin. You know how they get, You know how they mm-hmm. they notified him? They knocked on his door and put. No, he wasn't there, so they just put a they stuck a card in the doorknob and said, "Please call us." So I pick up the phone and call, oh you represent so and so. Yeah, great. Yeah, we got uh he's a target and here's this, here's that. Now in federal court they actually have something a the the Department of Justice in their policy manual, uh they they send out what's called target letters where you can actually you actually get a letter signed by a federal prosecutor that says, Where's the effect? You're a target in a federal crime, uh contact us. Uh that happens and there there's uh, here, they obviously did not do that. They did not notify mm-hmm. these people. Instead, they save the big fish for the show and uh, they all get arrested. It's this big national splash and, and here we go. Yep. But what I've been wondering as far as the target list goes, who's, I forget who the girl is that we've been talking about made the video. Well, who doesn't matter. But it's like, how much you want to bet that she knew?
2: By, by notification?
0: No, that she knew that she didn't get in. Oh, yeah. I mean, at, what, at some point, the, the kids had to have known. Don't you think?
2: I would think so. I mean, look, the what,
1: one kid. Well, yes, because was there was some, the girl was a rower. There was somebody that was right. a, 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 yeah. said that one MVP was the captain of the soccer team and never played soccer. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that right there kind of does take from the students that – to be a student athlete is a lot more work, because you have got to do your academical, you have to do your training, and you have to fight for both of them. High school, yeah. all the way through, you got to, you got training, you've got, you know, workouts, you've got the games, plus you've got your school. And it does help you get into school whenever you've gone through that. And it should. And it should because it yes. shows that you can, you can multi-manage. It means that you can run through obstacles and you can accomplish some of these goals. Yeah. So there's been some kids that worked their hardest to be able to do both so they could put it on their application. If you don't do both, you don't get to put it on your application. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> and he, you know what's funny? I, I was just at my— I
1: mean, you were like, I was at a lot of soccer games. I went to every <laughs> single one. I was at every single one in the stands.
0: Right. I was just at my, uh, my son's banquet for wrestling. Mm. He this is his first year, but so it's not like he was showcased in any way, shape, or form. But there were a handful of these seniors, these kids, and the coach had these kids actually get up at the banquet and make, quote, senior speeches. Now, I was a senior in high school one time. And I had a couple of banquets for various things. I don't know that I was. You made a, a lot
2: of speeches, didn't you? <laughs> I don't know that I've been
0: making any speeches like that. But no. it, it, to your point, Jared, a couple of these kids, these seniors, got up, and I was almost in tears. I was like, "Holy crap! These are quality young men. I mean, these are men. These are young men who have achieved a lot." Now, have they? Did they have advantages or pri- privilege? I mean, I, I don't even know, but I do know this: they were they were leaders. They were well-spoken. They, they had given a lot of thought to what wrestling had done for their lives. And they were able to describe it in ways that uh, I thought was very insightful. And it's like, you can't fake that. It's like, and it's unfair to them who like your point is, is a great one based on what I just saw last night. It's like to, to have another kid fake that to get into a school that these, obviously these kids deserved or have earned, have earned the ability to say, "I wrestled, I competed. Here's what I learned from that. Here's the character qualities that uh, were instilled in me because of that." And uh, and then you get somebody to come in and then it's faking it. And the point is, the kids aren't going to get charged. I don't think, um, even though they're the beneficiaries of this, and and it's real. It'd be really hard not to impute some knowledge be, to them if oh, they
1: yeah. if, if they want to, because at some point they have to acknowledge they knew what happened and what was going on
0: now it's going to come now if they're juveniles yeah. at the time that could change the, the landscape mm. a little bit but it, assuming they're 18 should they get charged shouldn't they get charged and you know I don't know you get parents who are sort of ruining their kids lives at that point in, in this sort of gross effort to help them, which I don't think is really about helping the kids. I think it's about what the, how the parents perceive how they're yep. being viewed, right? So it's not even about the kids. It's about, look, I can tell everybody my kid's going to USC or Stanford or whatever it would be. Right. And that that becomes this narcissistic reflection <sighs> on what you want everybody to the think The world to perceive, you.
2: right. Yep. Right. God,
0: it's so screwed up. <sighs> so screwed up. Um, but, no, what's interesting to me is those – The kids haven't been named, and the reason I brought all this up is because what I'm trying to do is sort of take people through the process of what we've experienced here. Um, You know, sometimes, often, we will get the U.S. attorney calling and saying, look, you can fight this case if you want, and maybe not in so many words, but the implication is you can fight it, but we'd really like to just limit it to your client, not his wife or not her husband. Um, we would like to limit the case to your client, not the children. Yep. And what they're what they're saying is, look, fall on the damn sword, dude. Woman. Yeah. Because you, you've done enough damage here, but you know, don't force us to go after the kids or go after your husband or go after your wife.
1: Which is a yeah. pretty effective tool. It's pretty effective. Yeah. Pretty effective. Whenever someone's saying, "I know, Steve, man, we're going. I want to take this to trial. I'm done. It's not it." Knowing that you just want to go on a fighting chance. But when they lay out that your kids, your wife, your mother, your father, their property, their lives, it's going to be easier for somebody to say, all right. Assets
2: assets start coming into play half the time. And now it's like, well, my wife and kids got to have a house.
1: See, like even where they're at, I don't know. And there are all kinds of people that are happy as all get out that some rich people might go to jail. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything done here that they need to go to prison.
0: Yeah, this is a great way to to segue into this. I mean, you've got a scenario where it's like knock, 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 knock. You know, the feds are at your door and now you've been indicted. Here's this, you know, 50 page document that says you're this awful, horrible person. Now what do you do? And I think, you know, all too often and maybe even these people these actors, actresses, or I guess they're all actors now, but the, the, these famous people, these these attorneys, these whoever they are, uh, I wouldn't doubt that at some juncture they themselves have had similar thoughts about others who have been indicted. Oh, that SOB, he ought to go to jail, he ought to go to prison, he ought to have that. <laughs> you know. And now they're in this situation where they're thinking, I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> to go to
1: prison. <laughs> and I'm sure in a lot of their minds... They had, had told themselves that they were not doing wrong, that people were going to benefit. Yes, I gave them an extra $500,000, but they're they're building another whole, you know, area of—they're of, of building out of the gym. They're they're adding on to research. So in their minds, they're thinking, this is just. it's I'm not doing anything wrong here. Yeah, this is
0: the—what is the rational—I guess rationalization might be the right word because I, I see this all the time where I'm going to take marijuana. I mean, just because that is a, it's sort of the thing of the day, I suppose, but, but let's rewind a decade or, or actually about 12 years ago, I was over at, uh, an initial appearance for somebody who had been arrested for dealing pot. And, um, person was in jail. I had to go to court, had to do an initial appearance, which is in federal court, a bond hearing. And the, the AUSA at the time, uh, you know, he, had, he. I think he might have even heard from my client by then. And, uh, you know, my client made made a comment or almost there was some comment made by one of the co-defendants, I think, is that it should have been legal anyway and whatever. Uh, it, and it was a rationalization. It, it, it was, I never forgot this because this AUSA looked right at this guy. And I don't think it was my client. I think it was a co-defendant. But we were all sort of milling around. And uh, he just said, come on, man. <laughs> if it were legal, you wouldn't have made any money. Yeah, you know, you weren't doing this right. to, to, to go push the cause of drugs. You were doing this to make money, and but it, 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 that was sort of an aside. But I, on the other hand, there are a lot of ways that people justify and rationalize stuff. So if you're if you're out committing a crime and you think it should be lawful, it'd be easy for your mind to start to gloss over some of the consequences and some of the other reasons why it's unlawful, even though you know it's against the law. And I think there's probably that going on here, right? I mean, it's like, what's the difference? You know, Joe Blow
1: bought a new stadium for USC. What's different than what I'm doing? Well, that's what I was saying. When the news broke out and heard, I was kind of like, I thought this was just a deal.
2: Like, I mean, I was
1: sure that this is going on. You know, anytime you get a large industry, like some of these colleges that are businesses, and that's what they are, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that they'd be like, yeah, you know, to keep our budget running right and being able to have a little bit extra, we'll let one in. Yeah, I mean both sides. Somebody <laughs> well, had let them in. You know, we're, we're all all in the news we're hearing about these people that paid. I haven't heard anything about, about the, people the that, higher education the, the people, people that took well, no. the money. No, 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 no. Do what you, about the people that took the money? Yeah, they, you've heard of that. Like, like the, the coach,
0: the, the coach who co- said, uh, you know, the ones that, that that made the recommendation for Scott. Like, there's people been involved, like the uh, different folks, but. No, you're right. And then, you know, it'd be easy to say um, all I did was everybody else is doing. And then you sort of have to wonder, you know, in a, here, here's, there's a hierarchy then. You've got the people who just flat out falsified test scores, flat out falsified credentials, flat out falsified um, the whole application, all right? That, that clearly stinks of fraud and lying and cheating and denying. But What about, what about a scenario where nobody falsified anything? And they submit their college essay and application like we used to, Bill, when yeah. you know, you had to actually write it out. Mm-hmm. And then you had to decide, should I type it or should I write yeah. it? Some people would say it's better to handwrite. It's more personal. Some would say type yeah. it, but then the boxes don't fit. Like, right. I remember it was a pain. Was yes. was a pain. Um, but in that in that envelope is uh, a stack of cash or a big check made out to whatever. You know, It's like, all right, mm-hmm. so I didn't falsify anything, but I just – I just included that as part of my credentials, right? I mean, I just—that's like that's right—an extra long essay. Yeah, (laughs) it's like I just included a a check at the end of the essay for five hundred thousand dollars, so I'm sure I get in. Um, And look, is that what's criminal about that? Now, on I look at it this way: if it's if you're dealing with purely private institutions, it's a it's a harder question, but on the public side. Now it's it's public corruption. You know, it's like you, like don't don't lose sight of the fact that these you're universities right. are state funded universities. It's no different than going to grease the skids down at uh, the zoning department to get your new building you know, yeah. approved. So, well, I mean like, that happens. It's like yeah. the Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, you left out a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> you know, but it, it you know that either way, it's a crime, and uh, it's just a matter of degree at that point. So. I'm glad Ohio
1: State didn't get caught up in it. Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just said caught. I didn't say that they weren't doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they haven't got caught. That's nice. Because if you think about it as well, I mean, right here in central Ohio, uh, Ohio State is big business in multiple, multiple ways from the games. Game days from my time in the restaurant, bar industry, when we win, get ready, lock down business is coming yeah down to my retail store today down to pizza place down to everything if we lose Instead. send a guy home yeah. yeah you know because the business and and people's attitudes change and their heads are down and they go home if they if, if we lose if if they win man they are out they the are celebrating out, yeah. they're buying an extra shirt they're not going to you know if you're walking home from a losing game you're not going to think you need to buy that new jersey when you go home from a winning game, you're going to stop at the Buckeye Corner because you need a New Jersey for next week. Yeah. yeah. You need to be ready for that. And the more we win, the more potato chips and, and hot dogs that Kroger sell, yep. the more we win. So it does, it influences more than just the school, the surrounding area, which I'm sure any college city, you know, Reaps the rewards of having a good college, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you know, in your
0: area. Big time footballs, sp- particularly, right? Like you, mm-hmm. Think how many big time football programs actually reside in smaller towns. You know, it's like Athens, Georgia, is the Georgia Bowl. I mean, that's not yeah. a huge town. I mean, that place is a different world on a football, successful football season than it is not. So, uh, so no, Ohio State hasn't been caught up on it. But I wouldn't doubt if somebody had if some omnipotent being. Could look into all the admission standards across the board. I mean, how uncommon could this be? I mean, it, it's like it
1: can't be uncommon. Yeah, I mean, it just can't yeah. be. And it, that's it, like getting your son a job at a friend's construction company. Exactly. It's so that's like how you, go, you know you go to your up. buddy Tony. Like, hey Tony, come on, let Junior. Yeah, these are going on to lower it's level like, colleges what is he, it's all like, the What time. does he know? He, he doesn't know anything yet. He gets hired on and starts at fifteen dollars an hour, where the, the doing the same thing. Karen Wilbur around. Right next to a guy that's been working for the company for two years, it's getting the eight dollars an hour. Yeah,
0: that happens. That happens all the time. Yeah. Nothing illegal on that. Uh, we call that nepotism, right? It just <laughs> that's just what happens. Now, at some point, across the line here, it became a crime, and, and I'm sure, uh, if you really looked into it, it's justified. I mean, you're not. I mean, this this seems like criminal behavior. So let's just let's shift gears here for a second. What you know, Jared, you just you showed us a video. Yes. Of of a guy in his job, his, his, he was a guy who previously committed a white collar offense, had served some time in prison. And now he's hired as a consultant to help folks through the process. And what was fascinating to me is you showed me this video. What's his name?
1: Justin, uh, Paperny.
0: Yeah. Justin Paperny. And I, I've seen this guy before and I, I've, I've, he's got a couple books out and I've, I've looked at some of his stuff and you know, some of, uh, what he was saying in the video, I absolutely 100% agreed with some of it. I considered a little bit over broad, uh, maybe uh too generalized um but in general the message was accurate and here's what it, it's almost like he he's he's telling people exactly what I tell people you know it's like he had some insight that I thought was pretty fascinating i mean the first thing i tell people when they sit down and he he was he was uh, absolutely consistent with this is you come into my office you've just been hit with a federal indictment or a drunk driving yeah Whatever, you know, it's just scaled up by degree at that point. But um, I always tell people the same thing. It's like, this is about as bad as it gets right now. I mean, look, there's a roller coaster ride emotionally that you're about to go through. But I'm here to tell you, this is about as hard as it is because of just human nature. You've got this big unknown door that opened up. And the only thing you see on the other side of that door is black. Yep. And somebody is slowly pushing you to that door, even on a conveyor belt, and you've got to go through that door. You don't even know if the conveyor belt drops off and you're going to die, drop until eternity. You have no idea what's on the other side of that door. It's that unknown that causes all that anxiety, that stress, that thing that makes people um, go crazy, right? Drink, drugs. uh,
1: Working the system, going through it. Is the longest as as I watched that video, I'd I'd never seen or heard him before. I just happened to go through some news feeds and saw it, and I realized in a lot of what he was saying is what you did for me, and I I, I could register with it. And then as I'm watching this, I'm, I'm realizing that people hire this man in accordance with their attorney. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. I was lucky enough that. And, and it doesn't, at that point in time, you think, no, it's got to get worse. It can't, this can't be the worst. And when it is the worst, and you're thinking that it's going to get even worse, that is, the, that's the toughest part. It going is. Going through crazy. two years or plus of unknown. Yep. Is, it's, it's. It's horrible. It's horrible. It can put you in, in, in dark places. And you had to live it. Yes. And. You know, this guy's point was, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll sort of, uh, you know, I guess spoiler alert. His, <laughs> his point was prison's not that bad. Right. You know, you'll get through it. You'll be fine, particularly in, in this kind of softer white collar type crime. I don't mean to downplay the significance of it, but it's like these people are going to go to a federal prison camp. Ultimately, that was his position and he's been through that and he went through that fear and anxiety of worrying about it. And what he does now is help people to get through that hump. But what he's really saying is the process before is worse, you know, for five, four, three, four, five, one, two, however many years they've got to live with that or live with this case, it will rip them apart, rip their families apart, cause them sleepless nights, cause them anxiety ridden days, and, and really just screw with their mental
1: health. Well, it will yeah. cycle in their head while they're sleeping, when they wake up, while they're trying to go to sleep, and it just will cycle, and that you become obsessed in your own head where you can't get it out because that is all that, you, that 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 it's all 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 over you. That's all you can do. Now, let me comment
0: on. He made some. He made a few generalized comments about lawyers. Some good, some not so good. And, and I, I frankly agree with him. I mean, I, I was lucky to have a mentor, Bill Meeks, and he had a mentor, Paul Cassidy. And I bought this building after Bill's death and in the building, uh, was left behind just about, it was like walking through a weird scene, you know, it's like, it's like pencils and papers were still sort of left on desks. And I bought the building. Um, and you know, he had died a year before, but there were reasons for that. But anyway, among the stuff I found was a box of old videotapes. And in one of those videotapes was a, was a videotaped, um, it was, do- it was a documentary of uh, Paul Cassidy's uh, memorial service over at the courthouse. Mm. And Bill Meeks spoke at my other mentor, Sam Shamansky, still practices in this town, spoke at it. And Bill had this this speech that sort of went like this. You know, I sat in a meeting with Paul Cassidy when I first got started working for him or working with him, and client sat down and said, you know, Paul, I came to you because I want the best lawyer. Paul said, well, you're in the wrong place. I'm not the best lawyer.
2: Hmm.
0: I said, well, I mean, I wanted the guy, you know, I wanted the, uh, the, the best legal researcher. Well, I you mean, know, probably not in the right place for that either. I'm not the best legal researcher. Well, I mean, and, and I, you know, I want the guy, the best trial lawyer, you know, the guy is really, well, you know, there's probably better trial lawyer. And then the guy's like, well, you know, what, what, why did I come to you? And, and the answer is results. Right. Right. And, and that changed. I, I, That was instilled in me as I learned how to practice law, watching these guys do it. And it quickly became apparent that not everybody has that philosophy. And some of that has to do with how we are trained or maybe not trained to do this job. And by this job, I mean criminal defense work. I don't mean civil litigation because that's a whole screwed up mess of its own. Because then you're dealing with you're fighting lawyers on the other end and lawyers are assholes. They, they they'll yep. screw each other just to do it. But criminal defense is really about results. And what what do we mean by that? Watching watching people do it who don't practice that way. What are they gonna do? Nothing wrong. Nothing. They're gonna file demand for discovery. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna file motions to suppress. They're gonna challenge every part of the case they can find. They're gonna do all these things. And if you look back at the at the work at the end of the case and you look through their file, you're not going to find anything wrong with it, uh, as judged by what a quote criminal defense lawyer is supposed to do. Um, they challenged all the evidence. They did all this. They did all that. But what Bill Meeks was saying, what Paul Cassidy uh, taught him, is that's not necessarily how you get the results. Right? That happens. That happens in the that happens in the gaps. You know that 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 functions in the gray area. That that works in ways that you cannot quantify. And sometimes that means you don't do the things. Like you could look through some of our files and you're not going to find yeah. those things.
2: And you got to qualify. What's the
0: definition of a win, right? What's the definition of a win? That's exact, that's a great question because, and this is the point this guy was making, um, the, the consultant. What was it? I forget his name already. Um,
1: anyway, let's get it. It's uh, Justin Paperney.
0: Paperney. This is Paperney's point. He's saying a lot of these lawyers, he was, he was like, look, here's what I fear. These people are wealthy. They're going to go hire $1,000 an hour lawyers. And the $1,000 an hour lawyers are going to go uh, push, 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 fight, 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 because they're billing hourly. I, and here's where I, I think this is maybe overgeneralized. But his point is they're going to hire lawyers who will do everything objectively reasonable that needs to be done, except except just getting the case over with early because these people need results. right? They want a minimal yeah. prison sentence. They want to get... Less time. They don't. They don't want necessarily to go fight and put on the show. And I hear this nonsense all the time. Oh, I need a, Steve. Can you refer me? I need a real bulldog lawyer. I'm yeah. in trouble out in like, uh, in Indianapolis. I need a real hard ass out there. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need that. And what's, That's the last thing you need. That is the last thing you need. You need a competent criminal defense lawyer who knows how to get results. Yeah. That's what you need and by that i don't mean doing things unlawfully by paying people off but to know that what's important is the result and bill your your point is a good one like you have to first define the problem the problem isn't you think these people care <coughs> what the textbook taught us in law school about how to defend a criminal case no no they don't want to go to jail no they don't want to lose their lives they don't want to lose their families all they care about is that goal so the first thing we do as attorneys is sit down <coughs> and figure out what the problem is and what their problem is particularly. I mean, I can look at indictments. Oh, you got a big problem here. You're charged with fraud in federal yeah. court. That sucks. Let's well, defend it. No, it's mm. not like that. It's like, all right, you're charged with fraud in federal court. And the next thing I'll say, I'll sort of sit back and I'll say, tell me about yourself a little yeah. bit. What's going on in your world? We did this the other day with a guy. What's going on in your world? Where are you working? Tells me where he's working. He's got this side business. He was, uh, he's was he got an internet business. actually sort of an interesting story. And, you know through that conversation i w- were able to glean what his problem is now part of his problem was the case the other part of the problem is what happens w- what's going on in his life around the case these people have that kind of problem and they need lawyers who can deal with a problem like that uh so the result is what they care about now this guy's point was don't get sucked in by the flashy Pinky ring wearing lawyers who yeah. are just going to bill the crap out of you, and uh, under the guise of fighting the case, when you don't need to do that. Um, but I think that doesn't mean that results come cheap as far as legal fees goes, because there's a nuance to that, as you learned, Jared, that goes that transcends how many minutes you spent on something. Yes, um, and that nuance may be that split second of time when you run into the PSR or your probation officer who's going to write the probation report to know how that needs to go and then be able to be able to adjust how it's going and change how it's going and deal with that. Um, and he had a great point. The, these people eventually, what, what he was saying is, look, if they're guilty and they probably are based on what we've seen, um, then the result now matters. And the longer they wait, the harder they fight. The more stones they throw back at the government, then the more boulders are coming back at them. And he's, his point is, the government's more likely to uh, ask for a prison sentence or a longer one if they go through a fight that you can't win. I think in mm. in, in the main that may be true. Sometimes that's not so true. Sometimes, uh, again, you're, he he is missing the other side of it, the attorney side who do things like we do it, which is to say, all right now, and I've called prosecutors. I'm going to say, listen. And this is very common in white collar cases. Nobody thinks they're guilty, right? I mean, I I gotta tell you, it's like I've had guys. It, it it's like it's fascinating to me. I've had guys justify stealing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they don't think they're guilty. I mean, I'll actually pull it on the whiteboard, and I'm gonna say, all right, let me get this straight. You ended up with five hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, yes, and you took that from over here, yes, and from then from here, yes. And you didn't do anything to get that money. No. And you don't think you're guilty of anything. Well, I guess I never thought of it. Uh-huh. No. You know, so-and-so was doing it. I mean, they never think they're guilty.
2: And there's no pro- pro, uh, quid pro quo. <clears throat> uh, no, not really. Well, yes, there was. Yeah, yeah. no, there was,
0: right? <laughs> so you got money. Whatever it is, whatever the scenario, people, it, people resist that conclusion, I think, for all the reasons that this gentleman is saying.
1: In multiple, you, you have a facade of who you are representing yourself to society that you, were, you graduated from here, or you own this business here, that you've done this for the school here, and people look up to you and they like you, once you get caught in something, people don't want that facade to break and go away. Right. They want to be like, no, no, I, I am that guy. This is just, this is messed up. This is something on the side, it, it really wasn't me. Where you need to come clean and yes. be like, you know, I, 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 I am this good person, and I did go to the school here, and I did start this business here, but I also have made a very bad decision. Yes,
2: or a series of them. Or whatever as, soon as, you, as soon as you accept that, that helps you through the process, and, and it helps your lawyers through mitigation also. And, and here's where
0: this guy fell short a little bit on his caution about attorneys. There are, in, in one way, in other ways he's dead on, um, he started that video by saying, by confessing that he did that, that he was in denial, that he fought his, like, he, he, he held up the ruse uh, too long and got hammered for it, that, you know, he should have taken responsibility or accepted responsibility far sooner, would have saved everybody a lot of trouble, would have made himself look a lot better, and uh, the case, he probably wouldn't have gone to prison or maybe not even been charged, all right? That is, that's how he started it. I, here's the thing. As an attorney, one of my jobs is to identify that and fix it. So if I'm representing this guy, I'm not going to let him do that. And what we have to decide often, you know, we become counselors at times Mm -hmm. or psychologists or whatever, because I'm looking at somebody and I'm thinking to myself, all right, I've identified this guy's problem or this gal's problem. Um, Clearly, I can't win this case. This person's not coming to Jesus about it and if this case goes down its natural path and I could justify it all, I could say, all right, fine. I'll try your case. We'll go try it. Pay me, whatever. I'll be, I'll be your huckleberry. And you know, Mm -hmm. I go home and I make a lot of money, whatever. But, um, I look at my job as to talk this person off that proverbial ledge. Right. And sometimes that means, look, don't be a freaking moron. I'm not going to let you do this. But other times, if you say that, they'll say, fine, I'm going to go find somebody who will. And, you know, sometimes that's unavoidable, but I think most of the time it is, it is very avoidable and it's all about getting to know who your client is. And this is not fake. I don't mean do it in a fake way. I don't mean a facade. I mean, actually develop a relationship with your client so you can understand what it's going to take to help your client make the right decisions. Right.
1: I assume before it, you have had to finally work hard enough to get the truth out of your own client. Yes. I've I've been in situations where I've talked to friends of mine and they uh, they're in a situation, and they'll say something and and I'll be like, well, did you, you tell your attorney about this? You're like, no. I'm like, this. Did you tell? And and I'm like, why? Why? Why, why not? I was like, L- lie to your wife, lie to your lie yeah. lie, lie lie to your your, your teachers. Right Don't lie to your attorney because whenever you do those lies or you hold things back, they're fighting a fight not knowing that that's there and once they find out, they're like, if we would have known that, we wouldn't be going this path because then we have to go a totally different right. path. Yeah. Why did you not let us know this? Or why did you lie to me? You're, which I'm sure they do. I know people that lie to their mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. attorneys. That happens yeah. all the time. And I, you know, we're here to help I, you. I'm always very confused. I'm like, no, listen, go in there, shut the doors, tell them everything. They're not going to go out and, and, and say that, okay, you have been drinking for the past two months and your wife thought you weren't. And you had this one relapse. Let me know that two months before you got caught, just because your family didn't know you were, you should, have t- you should tell me because then you are able to get to the source. Yes. Not the situation, the real source of the problem and where it's coming from and how to work with it. But whenever you're working a whole program and I've seen you work and you're putting it all together and then they throw a monkey wrench in it and you're like, I just did X amount of hours on writing this up and going this route and now you're going to tell me this? Well, that just changed everything. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Then they deserve game. to pay you more because now you got to throw in a continuance because they, they're the ones that, that, are, that are messing up.
0: Sure, and then you get, you know, I, I really think it comes down to one of two things, and nine times out of ten, it's the, it's the, it's the second thing I'm going to say. Sometimes, in the minority of situations, we just have psychopaths, criminals, mm-hmm. flat-out crooks, and they are shrewd, they are smart, and they are trying to outfox not only the lawyer but the whole system. And they're crooks, and they think if they don't tell me something, or if they if they if they manipulate the information that I have, then it'll that'll then in turn manipulate the information the prosecutor has. That's sort of the psychopathic uh, kind of, uh, way of the living. con man. It's the That's con. The
1: man. con. They they believe that they pulled cons for so long that they'll be able to con you, mm-hmm. and hoping that if they con you right, you'll be able to con who you're going to. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they, they, they kind of try to push you yes. in the case they want ha- they try to direct it.
0: And that is, that's, that's the hardest scenario. It's not that I don't see that. I mean, it's almost more yeah. obvious. When people not, are doing yeah. It's like very obvious. Um, but then, then you've got the other, the majority of the time people are lying to themselves. And by that, I mean, they know the truth. But there's this, there's an ego reason why they, they want to just keep it hidden and concealed. And they're worried about the lawyer judging them or their wife judging them or their husband judging them or society's or, or the mirror. You know, mm. they just, it, it's hard to do that. And it's sort of like, one. I, I always tell, I, I heard this story one time where it was a, it was in the context of a AA meeting. But it's like they have this, they have a context or this concept of a secret. And the secrets only hurt you while they're secrets. If you tell that the secret's gone, yeah. it doesn't hurt you anymore. And a lot of this is like that. It's like, mm-hmm. just get it out. And dude, you can get it out in the safest way possible in your lawyer's office, right? right. It's going to come out. You can tell me, I don't mm-hmm. judge you for any, I mean, I don't judge any clients for anything unless it's the first thing. Yeah. They're trying to be manipulative psychopaths. Well, that I don't like, but if I feel that somebody is withholding or protecting them or in a perceived way to protect themselves, um, that's where it gets real sinister. And where, uh, this, this consultant uh, to, I guess if if I'm going to add an asterisk to what he is saying, I would say, yes, you should be cautious of the attorney who doesn't care about the result first, but rather about or doesn't know how to achieve a result um, and simply wants to check all the appropriate boxes and look good and bill hourly and really work hard and do it. And I'm not saying those things aren't. Sometimes you have to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, but the other half of that is, a lot. Our job, my my job, is to recognize when that needs to happen and recognize when it shouldn't happen and and act accordingly. And and ultimately, if if you choose the wrong lawyer, and a lot of attorneys have really good names, really good reputations, really big hourly rates, really big flat rates, and they don't <clears throat> do it that way, right? that, well, well, You
1: you help change that. the narrative. Yes. From what the prosecution is coming with which are numbers and crimes and stats, you help change the narrative to bring the person forward to, to, to tell, to change, put a story out. People love stories. Yes.
0: Yeah. You got to tell your story. It's got to be a good one. And and the other exception to this is when this guy's talking about, um, you know, fighting the case and working it up and that's going to make it worse. I've had conversations with us attorneys before and local prosecutors where I say, listen, um, and they already know this because they've dealt with how many white collar cases. None of them are guilty. Just ask them.
2: Yeah,
0: nobody did anything wrong, right? I mean, he's <laughs> like, just ask him. I didn't do anything wrong. Everybody else is doing it. I should be doing, you know, whatever it is. And that, that's a that's a hurdle that we all have to deal with. And I can say, look, man, uh, Bill, we worked on a case. I'm not going to bring it up, but it was all it was a big case where I had yeah. to have a conversation with the prosecutor like this. I was like, look, man, I have to work this case up because I need to be able to get to the infection. I need mm-hmm. to be able to get to the bottom of it and see. And frankly, there's a way to do this that won't scorch the earth. There's a way to say, look, here we go. We got a little bit of a slugfest first um, round one. Yep. Now uh, It's like you have boxers after the fight, they can still be friends and, and there's a way to box and there's a way to be, there's a way to street fight and sometimes either is appropriate, but you know, there's a way to work a case up and push it along and actually do some work to see if they can prove it that is often prudent to do, but how we, how we represent that as defense lawyers to the government becomes very important, because if our reputation yeah. is one of being a caustic asshole who that's all we do, right? It, you're gonna, the response is going to be eye rolling. If our, represent, our reputation is somebody who is reasonable to work with, and uh, will fight when necessary, and then watch out, um, but generally we're willing to at least have an open dialogue well then that's not going to get the eye rolling when you actually do have to go down that road a little bit but uh this guy had a good point there where if you hire the bulldog or the quote bulldog who's just going to go throw hand grenades at the problem you're going to get missiles back because the government's got a bigger checkbook i don't care how rich i mean it's like they don't care they're not going to prison at the end they will you draw a line in the sand and make them fight they will they don't care so
1: i was looking down here right now and authorities have charged more than 50 people including, uh, Felissa Huffman, Lori, uh, was it Lor- Logan? Uh, once again, these are some of the names that are being brought out, but there's over 50 people. We haven't seen the whole list of the 50 people. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them, you know, are just had manufacturing jobs or a big business. I mean, they were, they were wealthy, good to do people. And so how does that go in to like you were saying earlier? Well, if you don't come through, we're going to charge this person. Cause, uh, these people have husbands. And mm-hmm. they're charging the two women, so uh, you know, I mean, I guess they had to have more evidence that the that that they're the ones that went through with it. but are you gonna say that the husbands did not know? I mean, I've had plenty of cases
0: where it was the guy, but his wife knew <sighs> or girlfriend knew exactly what was going on. The girlfriend was the one answering the door for every crack or every right. uh you know every deal and giving him the money. um but somehow, uh, that individual, whether it's a man or a woman, might be looked at as maybe, eh, we'll lay off her or him if you just come to the table and take the whole hit.
1: But that's why I'm, usually it's the opposite. Like you'd expect to see the husbands who mm-hmm. got arrested.
0: You know, in this case, though, you almost feel like, and maybe this is just my was own. that just for the show? It, you know, it could be a couple of things. It wouldn't it wouldn't be beyond the pale of reality that that was negotiated that there was some phone call made by attorneys after a target letter. I'm not saying it did here, but this happens where they're going to say, look, we got you, somebody's got to take the hit, and then we negotiate, look, it's better if you if you hit the wife or it's better if, if the husband takes the fall. Now, usually that's done in, in a quieter context, but it's not beyond the pale of possibilities that, that that was understood going in, that they're going to lay off Macy but go after the whoever, or they're going to lay off this person and go after that person, or certainly the kids. You know, that that would be... And and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if that's going on now, particularly when you know they go in and if they if they decide to proffer information about what they did and, and how it all went down when they finally come clean, um, they're going to have to cross this bridge where they say, look, I'm going to have to talk about my husband. He knew about this. What's your plan? Right. And uh, they say, listen, if you take the deal and and get out quick, quickly, we won't charge your husband or your wife. I
1: mean. That, I'm I'm looking here on some information. The hallmark is done with the uh, Lori Logan. They, yeah, she's they, done. Yeah, she mm-hmm. is done. She is done there. Um let's see here. Legal Titan Gordon uh, Kaplan is placed on leave. He's not practicing law right now. Legal Titan. Two parents resigned from <laughs> Prep School Board trustees. Uh, they were former executives and family-owned uh, food manufacturing company. Uh let's see here uh USC rejects six scandaled uh, applicants. Wake Forest uh, will let scammer students remain in Wake Forest. They're not kicking them out of the school. They get to stay. So, you know, there was, you know, like you said, multiple schools involved in this. And they had to be going through this somewhere. I mean, it started somewhere. It always starts somewhere. And somebody got caught up in something. You know, who knows? It could have been somebody that took a bribe that got caught up in something else and was like, Give us something, because yeah. they'll say that. Do, do you have anything for us? Can right. you help? Can you help us out? Help! Help me to help you. You know, and it's like actually, I can tell you something. There's a whole bunch going on.
0: You know how this could start? Kid got caught with pot in his room, or you know, he got a couple bumps. got like, you know, he got caught doing lines in his dorm room, and his roommate shared with him. Look, man, Mm -hmm. my cousin got into you. You're not gonna believe this. They pay my cousin's family paid a hundred grand for him to go to USC. Next thing you know, off it goes. Because to the kid who got caught with a small amount of dope, that's life ending for that person. So they'll they'll give up whatever they can give. They have no. I mean, they'll do whatever. They don't care. Uh, what
1: do you want to know? Well, I've been to a bunch of parties. I've heard conversations and, uh, I, I I think this is going on. Is is that worth anything? You know, no, that's not worth anything. Okay. Um, yeah, Yeah. you know, they'll, they'll scan around their heads thinking of something to come through always to save the skin
0: always. And, and ultimately it, that's what it takes to get, to bring down the whole house. So, or it could be maybe something more direct. Somebody just got caught Forging something, one of the people on the sure. university end, and then, then they, they, they let it
1: roll. So, in sentencing, I mean, usually this is more like local. You'll, you'll see a judge that uh, you can either go to jail or you got to put this dress on and dance and say, I'm a DUI, or you got to wear the sign. You know, there's judges that have these odd things that they have had people, you can either go to jail or you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like the one guy that had to pet a deer, you know, the poacher that we yeah. went, did a story on. Yeah. So, in this, can they take it almost? Because this should be really a civil matter to a point, I think. But let's say instead of jail time, what if a, can a judge be like this? Okay, you gave uh, 400000 You need to come with another 400000 for scholarships for needing kids, and that's your sentencing. Now, that's something that can really only be done like in a civil case, correct? Well, it, can, no?
0: it depends on how much agreement there really is. I mean, we could reach an agreement with uh, the lawyers could reach an agreement with the U.S. Attorney's Office. On stuff like that to make recommendations to the court, um, you know, really, when you the judges aren't going to just make you do something weird like that, like money wise anyway, monetarily, unless there's an understanding that that's going to get the that, that's part of the deal. But um, it can happen. I mean, they can get creative about it. I mean, look, here's here's federal court, and I, I urge everybody to listen to this. I mean, we had this one series called the Blinsky Chronicles. Yeah, something like that. A little bit of that. I mean, but a lot of this, what, what, what this consultant was saying really is sort of a show. When
1: I, when I heard this, and anybody would like to watch it, I mean, it's just, it's out there. He's got a YouTube channel. He's got his books there. And as I listened to it, it, it rung a bell with me. I mean, it, it came home. Everything that he was saying that these people are going through now, down to the pre-trial, down to before you know prison down to the conversations that you have to pick your job in prison to pick your bunk you know I mean early release what you're gonna, where you're going to get housed mm-hmm. that was that something that. we did right there you fought to, to to get me to a a nicer place and some of my codependents went
0: yeah and that's all and just
1: part of that sat down in the pre-trial sat down in what what's it called there whenever we we sat down in the not pre-trial whenever
0: the pre-sentence invest- or the pre-sentence interview that yeah yeah with the with the probation officer yeah that was, mm-hmm. that, was
1: that was horrible yeah. it, it really was horrible because i've talked with people and i've admitted my guilt and i've, I've asked for forgiveness and I, and and I've, I've was like okay you know I'm gonna sit down here and and we're going to continue to work forward and I'm gonna get help and that is not what you get at mm-hmm. all they don't they they, they don't really know they well <laughs> and, not, and then you feel like because you're like okay things are moving forward I pled guilty. Okay. And that is actually a great feeling. And going to prison is a better feeling than I had the two years before I went to prison. It's that, that, the, that was the absolute worst. And, you know, I mean, and I would it to Shorty for standing by my side and being with me because it'll take you to dark places. Yeah. It will affect your judgment and that's what
0: his point is right he's saying these people to anybody which is going to segue to next i mean we're
1: talking about them right now yes okay everybody's talking about them people's talking about them time magazine's right. talking about them usa today cbs i mean it's it's all over yeah. our 24 yeah. an hour uh, news progress it's, it's all over the blogs it's all their names are getting thrown up and it's not for the jobs and things that they've done to where they built it up, to where they're working for Hallmark, and and and, and I'm sure these aren't bad people. Yeah, I mean they're not bad people.
2: Like, well, you know, good people that they make bad mistakes sometimes. Okay. That's you know, all it they is. just
1: they
0: went sideways. And I agree with you 100. percent Very few people I've ever represented, celebrities included, are not are bad people very few are bad people most of them are just either sideways for some psychological problem or maybe they're this way because of substance abuse or maybe they just made a dumb mistake one night but which is sort of the next segue i mean there's going to be a huge part of the people the population having you know maybe the millions of listeners to our podcast are, are saying these people we got to send them to prison man you know these people up in their ivory towers actors all these famous rich people they ought to go to prison like the rest of them And, you know, the consultant's advice there was really – or his his input on that was really sort of interesting. He's like, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't go to prison. No. And – because he understands. He understands what that is and what what really it is. And and that the hard part, to your point just a minute ago, for him and you was not prison. Because, look, they're not looking at life sentences. They're not even looking at 10 years. I mean, they're looking at like, uh, you know, one to five in, in that area probably. And the hard part is happening now. This is prison for them. And uh,
1: that are outcast, outcasts, yeah. those that were their friends, no longer taking the calls, those that used to stop by, those that used to, they get—I mean, they're in Hollywood. That's a business. It's an industry. You know, a lunch with another actor or a producer or somebody is worth something if you can get in on another project. Maybe you're going to be the actor. Or maybe you can be a producer. Maybe you can help those—you're sitting at the right. lunch table by yourself. Right, yeah. Yeah, you you're,
0: got this. Is like psychological <laughs> reality now, right? So the, yes. all, the, all this, all this sort of faux um, ego you've built up is now boom. Everything vanished. they built was
1: crumbled over one bad decision.
0: Yep, and out of the entitlement they felt. I mean, it's just like they lived in this culture, and now they did this, and now it's all come crumbling down. So probably not bad people at the at the soul. They, they weren't born bad people, right? I mean, they probably normal child. Who knows? But uh, so th- this guy's point is they shouldn't go to prison, and. You know, when I wrote down, when I heard that, when we were watching that video, I wrote something down. I was like, I wrote down equality. And what I was thinking to myself is there is probably going to be, there's this this outcry that either folks who, um, minorities, um, whether it's economic, race, or otherwise, get the raw deal and they go to prison. And I'm not going to quibble with that one way or another Mm -hmm. here. That's not the purpose. But I think what it, what triggered in my head is there's probably going to be this hue and cry to send these folks to prison, and somehow that's going to make the other stuff better. Right, and it's not, hmm. you know, just because somebody else, whether they're minority or of, of uh, a lesser income class or status, shouldn't be in prison, uh, doesn't make it better that these people go to prison when they also shouldn't be in prison. And I, I don't know I, I don't profess to know who ought to go to prison who ought who ought not to go to prison. I've never been there, but. Uh, I I don't think the reality uh, g- these people going to prison will change what they do in the future. I don't think, I don't think it would stop them or encourage them one way or another from doing this again. I doubt it would ever happen right. again. Um, and the only the only th- sense of justice that would serve is this notion of a quote well, you know these people did it for good for their drugs or this crime, so then we should do it this way. And this is my pet peeve in the world. People people justify doing something that isn't right by pointing out other things that have happened that aren't right. right. I hear this all yeah, the time. You can't
2: get a balance. Right, I hear this all the
0: time. It's like, well, we're not allowed to or what was the big one I heard? Uh, you'd be surprised to hear that you can't publish this in a school paper and, and no, you know, that we all thought that was against the first amendment. Mm-hmm. So now we should ban guns because uh you know, we we want to and it's okay to violate the second amendment. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, so you screwed up and made and violated the first amendment, so now we're going to use that to justify the Second Amendment, but that doesn't yeah, work. Right. But everybody does it. And it mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Logically, it drives me nuts. When I hear someone mm-hmm. say, well, we do it over here, so we should do it over here. I'm right. Like, All right, it's bad over here. It's still bad. Now it's double bad because now we're doing it <laughs> twice. Right? Doesn't, just because these people shouldn't be in prison doesn't mean these people should. Right. It doesn't mean that it,
1: we need to fund it. Me, you, Bill, right. it in here, right. do we need to fund? Do, 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 do our tax dollars, our federal money need to go to house these people? Or, you know, do they have to produce a show of what not to do? Yeah, I mean, is yeah, that... I mean, you know, you, you should have <laughs> I mean, to use your, your face yeah. and your fame and fortune to go out there and admit what you've done wrong and counsel them on there. There you go. You're going to donate. I mean, there could be so much more that could be used within service, the, the community service, that could be put forth amongst these people. Yeah. Okay, you've got to go teach acting classes at a community college.
0: Right. Or or if you're rich, pay money yeah. to a place that matters for scholarships, for this, for that, for anything. I mean, whatever it is, you, there, there's this like uh, I think it was trading, trading places with Eddie Murphy. With Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He's like the uh, dollar bet.
1: like, how do you, how do you,
0: what's the, I forget, how do forget how do you like get to a rich man? He's like, you make him poor. Right? I mean, it's like, you know, it's like you really want to, you really want to, you really want to, him or it hurts. In the right? wallet. So and in a wallet or it or, hurts everybody. And I'm not saying they're not crimes that rich people shouldn't go to prison for. I don't mean to say that at all. There are plenty of them. I mean, I suppose whatever justified sending somebody who's not rich to prison. But Bernie, also Madoff. He, he,
1: Bernie Madoff. Bernie he, Madoff, he had every right to go to prison. He stole and swindled a, a lot of people's. And he was and,
0: an asshole. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was an asshole about
1: it. An that arrogant guy, thief. He was, he was nothing more than a thief. He was an arrogant
0: thief, and, and maybe these people are too, but eh. I, somehow I draw a distinction. Like I said, I don't profess to know who should and who shouldn't go, but sending these people, sending, say, this woman. What good is that going to do? To prison for what, 12 months, 18 months? Right. All right, she's going to get out. She'll have been at prison, and according uh, to the video we watched, it's like, yeah, she'll be fine. I, I did it too, and you know she'll, she'll get through, and she'll be no different, but we've spent lots of money to do that and then use that to justify doing it again mm-hmm. to the next people.
1: Um, I mean, I guess there is the shock and awe. Trust me, it, it worked for me. I mean, it, it, I went to a federal prison, and i I do not want to go back. Yep. I do not want to go to jail. I do i I was able to get through it. I i i do not what? want to go back. I do I do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I look at it that a lot, a lot of things. It's like you know, a big part of my life is retired. Yeah, I i I don't want you don't to go do back. It
0: anymore. And maybe <laughs> maybe maybe we have to disagree with this guy a little bit then. So maybe it's a matter of how long or what the degree is or. You know, get a taste, but not a huge...
1: Go in there, strip down naked, turn around, have everything removed from you when you do walk in. You are just a number now, and you have no feelings, and you have no rights, which you have rights, but you don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they say stand up, you're going to stand up. If your bed's going to be made, your bed's going to be made. Um... You know, brutality isn't really quite there, but you can accidentally walk yourself into a situation. You could say something to the wrong guy, like you could do, and he stated in here too. It's more dangerous than the Starbucks right downtown. See, I think I disagree mm-hmm. with that though,
0: I, and maybe, maybe I, maybe, maybe some of this, maybe I'm changing my tune. Some of this seemed like he glossed over some of that a little bit too much. Um, you know, the chances of me running, the chances of me running into somebody at Starbucks who wants to throw down are probably <laughs> less than running into somebody in a federal penitentiary
1: who is willing to throw down. I have to agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah.
1: I, in Because co- a lot of them, they don't care. You know, I mean, they don't. They don't. They're there for a reason. And a lot of them are there for, you know, they've done 10 and they got another 15 ahead of them. If Steve goes to Starbucks
2: and takes someone's napkin by mistake,
1: and nothing's gonna
2: happen. You go to prison and take know, someone's you, napkin, it's I'll a tell you, different. you
1: get into this road rage, you know, People like right here, I, I, somebody in Kahana, not too long ago, maybe a few years back, got a road rage situation where they got shot. You know, mm-hmm. people come out and punch windows and you see the videos and you see this go right here to where that can happen anywhere. But maybe that guy's going to be in, in, in prison with you. It, you're going to have to watch what you say and do just like you have to do walking downtown. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And the, the difference, though, is... It's effective. You don't have anywhere to run. No. I mean, you're in it. You're in it. It's game on every time something happens. But his point was, we overpopulate our prisons, maybe for reasons that don't necessarily comport with our notions of uh, of why we think it's it's proper or not proper. Maybe maybe on the other hand, like in your situation, you ain't ever going back, no. and that's not because you're going to commit crimes. Better it's because you're not going to commit crimes. Right? And it's like it's like th- there's so you 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 there's some value in it there. Um, but who knows? Uh, I guess all of this was a great way, I think, to talk a little bit about, uh, the concepts he was kicking out there. And at the same time, maybe give the attorney perspective. This is lawyer talk, I suppose, yeah, yeah, no. but you know, I guess my, my response to him is I agree with a lot of what he's saying. Some of this stuff about, uh, the government response you're going to get, what your lawyers really want and how the defense should go. Like he's almost saying like, you need him. And an attorney, and he needs to be like the buffer zone to like offload the work on him uh, to buffer some of the bad motives that a lawyer
1: may have, or you need an attorney that works like him and also does the law work, like yeah. I would have to say like you and and at the same time, I would call
0: if I had a case that warrant, I'd call this guy and say, "Look man, you're speaking my language in a lot of ways." Let's rock and roll. I'm going to get you involved, and let's do it. I, I always believe in, in in that kind of resource if if it's if it's necessary and helpful. So
1: Justin Papperny, again to, uh, to the listeners out there, if you want to look up the video,
0: Justin Papperny, and uh, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say. Two books. I mean, we're giving this guy credibility. He don't even know. <laughs> we yeah. need to give. He's a got call. millions of people right. listening. We need, we, need right to to now we need to hit him up. Hit him up, man. Maybe he. Uh, you know, we have so many people that want to sponsor our show. I don't know if he'll. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he can sponsor it too.
1: I mean, he's in California. Sounds like he talks at a lot of schools. He does, yeah. Says he talks with the, the FBI. He's given say. I mean, he was able to. He was able to turn it around. Yeah. He was able to come out. He's not going to be trading his stocks anymore. But he was able to utilize what he learned and what he went through to help others and go and
0: yeah, and pre- presumably make a decent living doing it. I guess so. Yeah. Anyway, that's lawyer talk. That was a little bit about the school bribery scandal or college bribery
1: scandal. Maybe there'll be a little bit more later. I don't know, but that's it. I just want to hear dun, that dun, one. I don't, <laughs> that's what I want to stay out of it. I don't, I don't want to have state Buckeyes in there.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it, it may, yeah, that's good for the economy when they're doing great. So keep it rolling. So this is a lawyer talk off the record, talking college scandal, uh, at least until now.